now. Hey, everybody in Beaver Nation, welcome back to our second week of the Damn Legends video cast. I'm super, super excited today. Um, last week, we had a, a fun couple guests from the offensive side of the ball, and today we are jumping to the defensive side of the ball. And if you're just joining us, last week we had Evanson Bernard and Cody Vaz join us. I'm going through my contacts of some of the fa my favorite beavers that I've covered. And gosh, it's been 14 years, you guys, 14 years of covering beaver football. So today, second week, I'm bringing on one of my favorites. This guy, as a recruit, was seriously super fun. Dylan Wynn, monster defensive lineman from one of the most fa fabled high school programs in the country, De La Salle. So maybe we'll talk a little about that. We'll talk some what he's doing now. But please welcome Dylan Wynn to the Damn Legends. Dylan. Appreciate you. Appreciate how you. are you? I'm great. I'm great. You know, having an amazing time, you know, lucky enough to still be playing ball and, uh, you know, kick playing. Yeah. So I, I was kind of going back. So you graduated. I, I, I've lost track of all time, but 2015, yeah, I believe I, you know, I forget that date too, but <laughs> <laughs> so it's been five years, five years since you yeah. left Oregon State. So, um, you were picked up by the Cleveland Browns, spent a couple years in Cleveland, and now you've been in Canada. Yeah, got some gray cups under your belt. You got a great cup championship. You played in, was it last year? Tiger Cats were in, right? Yep, so we were. Um, I've been in the CFL for three years and I've been lucky enough to participate in two great cups. Um, one, one lost one, you know, but, uh, I've been, I've been having some success in the CFL and I love it. It's a lot of fun. Okay. I know the CFL is different in a lot of ways than American football. Talk me through kind of what some of the differences are. Oh, it's, it's way different. Is uh, it? Okay. <laughs> it's, it's a lot, a, a lot of time I, I like my play style matches really well with the CFO, which is cool. Um, a lot of Beaver Nation, y'all remember my high motor and um, that kind of thing. And the CFL kind of game plays into that. It's for the big one, uh, the big, big rule changes. There's a ton of them, but yeah. uh, there's three downs. So there's no four downs. Right? Okay. Um, the field is a lot bigger. So um, if you ever watch CFL football, you'll see that. First thing you'll probably see is that the field goal is in front of the end zone. Um, that's because the end zones are twice as big. Okay. Uh, the field is much wider. Um, I think where our numbers end is typically where the normal football field ends, American okay. football field. Um, so it's longer, it has bigger end zones, it has two 50-yard lines and then a neutral line. And then there's a ton of different rule changes. Yeah. Like, um, some of the cooler ones is that wide receivers can motion forward. It's called a waggle. Okay. And so you're not stuck. Not also not only one, not just one person can move at a time. The whole like almost all the wide receivers except for the guys that are on the line of scrimmage that are set pieces can move forward, move sideways, uh, motion into the box, crack people stuff. Um, it's, it's a much faster paced game and, uh, the, our kind of selling point for the CFL is it always comes down to the last three minutes. Um, how I think once you get towards the end of the game, uh, the clock stops after every possession, no matter what, or after every, it doesn't matter. Oh, if it's wow. Stop and reset. So, um, I've seen games where 
there's been three or four touchdowns in those last three minutes and it it really makes the game exciting yeah Um, there's also fun rules like there's no fair catches uh, okay where there's a five-yard halo rule so every kick can be returned every kick basically gets returned um, even if the ball's on the ground, the, def- uh, the special teams players have to be five yards from the ball until okay. he touches it, and then you all go. Um, there's little differences here and there, but I find it, it's a very, very exciting sport. Yeah, I, I tuned in to the um, Grey Cup this year, and it was just so, yeah, different. I mean, just kind of watching, and yeah, wide receivers are kind of getting like almost running starts. And mm-hmm. kind, oh, yeah, I mean, the waggle. Uh, this last Grey Cup, we played against Winnipeg, and they, they played really well. Um, yeah, yeah. We didn't really come out to shine like we should have, but uh, that's why you play the sport and it's fun. So D-line, are you, are you playing tackle or end? Tackle, tackle right? So, yeah, so since since becoming pro, uh, I've shifted to that three-tech majority. Okay. Um, my first year in Cleveland, I was a three-tech. I marketed as a three-tech. When I come out of my pro day, um, I was a lot heavier. I had to gain the weight. I think I ended Oregon State at like 260-something. Okay. Um, and then that pro day, so within that last Civil War game to pro day, mm-hmm. uh, I got up to like 85, I believe, 285. Wow, okay. And then uh, ran really well and threw down and luckily had an, a chance to go to Cleveland. Um, with the NFL being heavier and me being a three-tech, uh, I ended up getting up to around, I think, 300, 300-something. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah, and then when I was in Cleveland, I had, I was an undrafted free agent, uh, lucky enough to stay in the room for the majority of the year, mm-hmm. basically the whole year, um, and just learned a lot and had a lot of fun and really got down, had great vets and older players like Randy Starks and, um, yeah, Bryant and just – Hughes and all these big name guys even the guys I got drafted with were big names I think we had a first second and third round drift draft pick in the room mostly all Pac-12 guys actually so it was pretty cool it was uh Xavier Cooper Danny Shelton and Nate Orchard and okay um I was you know I got to know them pretty well and then uh I say I remember Nate Orchard from recruiting when he was Nate Fakafahua yeah oh yeah oh yeah Nate's (laughs) Nate's an amazing guy. Because he looked at Oregon State. Oregon State was recruiting him too. Mm-hmm. He's he's all those guys are amazing guys. Yeah. But Nate Nate uh, he's something special for sure. He's a great guy. Um, but yeah, I I was lucky enough to have that opportunity out in Cleveland. And then my second year when we had a new staff, the first day of pads, I messed up my ankle really bad and was hurt for the year. Um, so without film and a new staff, you know, you kind of phase out. That's how the you know how the cookie crumbles. So. Yeah. I took my shot at the CFL. I had the opportunity to play in Toronto and had a great year. And I played with uh, Oregon State great Victor Butler. Yeah. And so that was that was a lot of and fun. And you guys were like both on the line at the same time. That was that oh yeah was fun. yeah no he was my he was my DN or yeah. he wasn't my DN he was the other side but the other side. I mean Vic, we grew up in Cleveland especially working with or not Cleveland and uh, Corvallis and. Uh, working with Coach Joe, we watched a lot of Vic Butler film, which uh, I thought was amazing because it's like I've seen this guy do his film and I've heard stories about him. He was, I think, two or three like generations above me. So it was like my old heads when I was in Corvallis were young guys for Vic. Yeah. And so it was 
super cool going in and, you know, meeting them and actually becoming super good friends with them. Vic's, I call Vic all the time. He's a good buddy of mine now and um, he's fun. He's, he's we, might need to get, we might need your help getting uh, Victor on with us. That'd be fun. Oh, he'll definitely. I, I promise you Vic will. Vic, Vic's a good dude. But, yeah, um, I had the opportunity to play in Toronto. Got in the CFL game. Uh, lost a good amount of weight and got fit for that because there's a lot more running. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then that first year in the CFL, I all-starred. So I, I did well for myself beside, uh, despite only – joining basically starting after the third or fourth game um we won the great cup that year the next year i was going to take my shot at the nfl but my cfl contract said i got it was back when the they had a one-on-one option so it was a one-year contract with a one-year option and the cfl that options on the team um that rule has since changed um so i spent another year in toronto got hurt again um missed i think eight weeks between an ankle injury and a suspension from a hit. And uh, then after that year, you know, I had a big question mark on if I was healthy or not again. So I took the AAF shot. I went to the AAF, played for the Arizona Hot Shots. Um, hilariously, under Aliotti as my D coordinator at Duck. Yeah. And I actually now, was, was that New Heisel's team? What was that? Was that New Heisel? Yes. Head coach? Yep. Okay. Yeah, we're at, we're out in Arizona. It was a lot of fun. Um, I actually know Aliotti. His uh, his younger brother it was my dean at De La Salle. So okay, um, okay, kind of how I got that connection. Uh, came in, had a lot of fun. That league got shut down, and I was like, okay, what do you do from here? And Hamilton hit me up in the CFL, and um, this last year I threw down pretty well. So kind of you know making a name for myself. So right now, are you scheduled to go back with Hamilton? Yeah, so I just signed this last offseason. I signed a two-year contract with Hamilton. Okay. Uh, I was lucky enough to play very well um, for Hamilton this last season. All-star again, right? Yep. Last yeah, year, yep. So awesome. I'll start again. And So where's um, Hamilton? Hamilton like, is in Ontario. So okay. it's near Toronto. It's okay. about – I've actually spent my entire pro career over on the East. So crazy. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, is we've so just crazy. been in that Cleveland, Buffalo yeah. area, like over the border too. So that's um, so crazy. Yeah. It's interesting. So a lot a lot has changed since I left the Beeps for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so go back, let's talk a little bit about De La Salle because you were lucky enough to play at seriously, probably the most storied high school for a football program in the country. Um, and then in high school, you weren't super, I mean, you had some offers, but you weren't like crazy high recruited, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that kind of was the thing back then. A lot yeah. of, a lot of uh, coaches were afraid that I was a uh, program player. So yeah. somebody that just fits, Dale South does things a little bit different. Um, it's just super strict and technique technical wise school and um a lot of the negatives on my recruiting was oh he just works in the program you know uh, we had the best team in the nation my senior year uh the guys I played with were amazing just high motor guys and uh you know uh, apparently it put some red flags for some coaches so <laughs> I mean you know it is Coach Riley actually is. I mean there were several of you guys I mean um you know Teron Ward was another one who had no mm-hmm. offers 
yeah. came in as a walk-on from De La Salle because people thought, again, he was a program guy. Um, yeah. You and then, played yeah. both sides of the ball, too, as De La Salle. Didn't you play some O-line, too? Yeah, so I was an all-state guard. Uh, I actually – I always thought my offensive highlights were better than my defensive highlights. I was I was a mean guard. And, yeah. Uh, it was a lot of fun, but obviously we play Dale Sal's technique, O-line tech. We run the veer, so you're just going to run the ball all the time. So I'm just running at people. Yeah. So it was just it – was, it was an aggressive player's dream offense. So I had a lot of fun. Uh, but we had a lot of guys. We had a lot of guys. We had uh, Blake Reno went to Boise, uh, later played fullback at uh, – Vikings, yeah. And, yeah, so I remember, uh, I remember like interviewing had, him, had, too. Yeah, and then we had we had a long snapper from Dela come out to Oregon State, Troy Whalen. Um, yeah. We had, we had quite a few. We had a beaver trail going for a while. Yeah. Talk a little bit about what it was like playing for Coach Riley. Playing for Coach Riley was interesting. Coach Riley was unlike any coach I've ever had really since and before. Um, just – I never got him to cuss. <laughs> like, no, that's, that's Cody Baz and I laughed about it last week. You knew you were in trouble if you got a Gemini Christmas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that oh, was yeah. like as bad as it got. Yeah, for sure. But I always told him. I told him I was going to get him to get one F-bomb before he left. And he didn't? He's like, oh, we did it. But no. <laughs> we did it. I think we had a good story. It was he didn't swear. But the closest he got to swearing was after a big win. I forget what game it was, but we're in the locker room. We're all circled up. And you could tell he wants to drop it. But he's just like, eh. and then he looks at me and he goes, Dylan. And I was, you know, I dropped one. Cause, yeah. But it was, it was a good time. But he's, he's, he's a class character for sure. Yeah. He's, he's a man that cares about, you know, developing the right kind of habits. And, um, I was a fan. I was a fan. Have you um, ever been around a coach that's so positive? No. Yeah. Mm -mm. Genuinely positive and like, I don't think so. Um, he definitely had his competitive, fiery side like he wanted to win, uh, mm -hmm. which I appreciate. And, you know, you gotta, I always thought he was a little too soft, but yeah. that's kind of- So did the fans. Fans thought yeah. he was too. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a great guy, but um, you can't, it's really hard to tote both sides of that line and be both the guy that really cares for the players and means well, but also can drop the hammer. And uh, we definitely had uh, other coaches on the staff who, you know, probably use that fire a little bit more than he did, but he was, he was somebody that you could talk to. Yeah. Talk about coach Joe. Coach Joe. <laughs> Coach Joe, Coach Joe might have been that hammer. The hammer? <laughs> <laughs> no, I love Coach Joe. I love Coach Joe. I still stay in contact with okay. him out in San Jose. And um, Andrew Siamalu, his son, his oldest mm -hmm. son, was one of my D tackles, one of the guys that helped bring me mm -hmm. up. And, um, he's actually one of my groomsmen in the wedding. Uh, nice. Yeah, so I'm, I'm still close with all of them. He's coaching out in uh, Lafayette. Oh, um, Okay. Andrew is? Yeah, Andrew. He's okay. a D-line coach now. And little brother Noah is actually a walk-on on the Beavers right now. Really? Noah was probably like little when, you know. Yeah. Yeah, oh, so Noah's no, an Noah inside was... linebacker walk-on right now at Oregon State. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Last time last time I saw him, he was building computers and stuff. He was definitely yeah. – we all thought that – I thought he was going to be the nerdy one. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jesse is recruiting. is mm -hmm. recru the recruiting coordinator at Washington State now. Yeah, I saw that. I followed Jesse on social media and stuff. Um, 
that's that's funny and then of, yeah. of course isaac is throwing down oh yeah isaac is so coach joe's one of my favorites i mean still to this day i hear from his wife and um when he wasn't retained with when coach anderson came in i got the nicest email from coach joe the only coach that sent me an email but just thanking me for being fair that he might not agree with all the things all the time but he felt i was fair and he appreciate i mean that was super kind because coach joe could be kind of that intimidating one from time to time oh. you know Coach, Coach Joe's absolutely intimidating, but and kind of part of the reason why I went to Oregon State, to be honest, um, was I, I wanted a D-line coach that I could felt, you know, hold me in line, and Coach Joe definitely could do that. So, um, but their whole family, I can't talk anything yeah. better about, you know, like they, they brought me in, they treated me like one of their own. Um, they were just always there for me, especially in college, and uh, yeah, great, great people. And like I said, and then this year when Oregon State started, started seeing some success and winning some games, um, Karen, Joe's wife, mm -hmm. texted me a couple times and, you know, because San Jose now is kind of like Oregon State too down in, uh, you know, the WAC. So, yeah, for sure. West. so um, you know, to hear she, she texted me and said, oh my gosh, all the wives, you know, Nellie Cummings and, and um, Courtney Brennan, they were all sitting there just uh, Gunderson, they were all cheering the beeves during their game. So it, it oh was yeah, kinda... oh yeah. No, there's there's for sure a heavy Oregon State presence down there, and it's it's kind of cool because it's now close to my hometown. Yeah. So, so you're back in the Bay can... Area. Yep, yep. So okay. I live I live in Benicia uh, now. I grew up in Concord area, so yeah. you know I just stay in the Bay. Um, and you're married. Mm-hmm. All yep. married. Married, married. Actually, uh, fun little news that's not really out there. I got a kid on the way. So. <gasps> Congrats! I just saw it. So Brandon Cooks and his wife mm -hmm. are expecting too. He just posted that today as well. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Cookie's doing great. I haven't oh. really talked to him too much, but yeah. Have you kept in touch with anybody from your Oregon State days? Besides, I mean, like yeah. Coach Joe. I, I I keep up with a good amount of people. Um, definitely low key though. Uh, yeah. I talked to Kyle Pecco. Um, I talk to every once in a while. I, I'll talk to Brandon Bennett, Bama. Yeah, Bama. He was, best, he was one of my best friends in college. Yeah. Uh, Rusty Fernando, Blake Hera, Andrew Castro. Um, I actually keep up with a lot of people. Good. I text Coach Joe every once in a while. Um, Ward, obviously. Yeah. We still live yeah. in the same area. I see Ward all the time. Um, there's, there's a lot of guys. There's a lot of guys. And, like, Whenever I see them do some or post some, you know, I'll hit them up. Yeah. Um, miss those guys for sure. Yeah. yeah. Do you keep up with organs? I mean, have you met Coach Smith at all or talked to any of the staff? Actually, I have not been back to Corvallis since after that Civil War. The day wow. after, the day after, that's a weird story, actually. The day after my, the Civil War, my senior year, um, yeah. I was already graduated. I had yeah. graduated in three years. I was done. Um, I <laughs> Literally packed up my U-Haul the day after the game, and I drove back to California. I was obviously not in a good mood, um, <laughs> and I was thinking, "Hey, got pros coming up. I got to start training tomorrow." You know, like I got, I knew I had to put on twenty to thirty pounds. I knew I had to, you know, get my forty. My forty was terrible. <laughs> you know, I had a lot of work to do, yeah. and uh, me driving home, I. I couldn't even sleep that night, I think. I left at like 2 or 3 in the morning. Um, and then the next day in that meeting was when Riley announced that he was going to go to Nebraska. Wow. And so I wasn't in that meeting. I okay. was – I dipped out. 
I said, I'm gone, you know. Um, we didn't have a banquet or anything because the changing of the guard. Yeah. I never got my last um, letter, you know, or my jersey or my helmet. I haven't been back to Fort Valis. Uh, I haven't even picked up my diploma, which is super wow. interesting. And I want to, but it's it's just like the timing of stuff. Yeah. And when your guys' season's going on, it, it matches up weird. So one of these days, I'm going to make it back to Corvallis, and it's going to be crazy. It's gonna be, <laughs> it'll be weird for me, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, I know they were going to do a, a golf tournament. They do that, like, right before, or before spring game, but that got canceled. So, yeah, we'll definitely have to get you back up here. Do um, you still have Blitz? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where are you at? Come here. Where's Blitz? Come I here, remember when Blitz was a baby. <laughs> yeah, he's not a baby anymore. So <laughs> oh, there's Blitz. That's Blitzy boy. Oh, he's such a love. This opportunity for sure. Oh, yep, goodness. He's going to be a big brother. Huh? He's going to be a big brother. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll Do you have another, any other dogs? <laughs> we haven't, we haven't played, one? like, the crying noises or anything yet, you know? So. Yeah might be kind of trial by fire for Blitz. Yeah. <laughs> and then, funny story, I remember you had the golf cart. You Do you, in Corvallis, you don't have the golf cart anymore, do you? No. So, I actually, when did? That was genius, by the way. It, it was, but it wasn't. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and I love how social media, guys, like on I, Twitter, Twitter, you'd see like yeah, people post, like outside Bexel Hall. Oh, Dylan wins here. Yeah. <laughs> genius it was always out there i'm telling you we could do a whole podcast just on golf cart stories <laughs> our golf cart our golf cart like how it ended too was terrible it was an ongoing fight with the parking people <laughs> i think dvd now dvd is not there now so yeah dvd is there oh he is yes. DVD. oh dvd dvd used to kind of like he got dragged he would get dragged into my parking feuds a little bit and like, i get texts like I don't want to deal with this. What are you doing? <laughs> like, you know, that golf cart was a riot and it was amazing, but. It was um, awesome. I didn't realize a, you were getting in trouble because I thought that's so genius. Why don't more people do it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's not, <laughs> they, they find the way to stop your shine for sure. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't like it. Um, I never, you know, I wasn't a get in trouble kind of guy, but that golf cart got me in trouble. <laughs> it, was, it was a good time. It was awesome. I ended up, I think my senior year, I got rid of it and I traded it in. I actually made a good amount of money. I flipped it. Got Did a lot you of money. Get your truck or something like a huge. Yeah, truck. and then I and then I bought that obnoxious truck. <laughs> I bought I bought a '87 Ford F-150 that was gun gray and six-inch lift kit, stickers on the back, just ripping tires. Oh, and then that was that year that it snowed really bad in Corvallis too, yeah. and uh, they. No one plows the streets, so my vehicle was like the only one that could get around. I dragged Sean Mannion out of a ditch in his Toyota Corolla one time. Like it was, it was fun doing donuts. I had, I would, oh, it was a good time. This is before stipends too. You could have had like a part-time job plowing the streets. For sure, yeah. for sure, or at least transporting. I had a neighbor. I had a neighbor who uh, I lived off of Dixon Street, so like a little, a little bit off campus, yeah. close enough where the golf cart could do back roads and make <laughs> it into campus, which got me into more trouble. Yeah, more trouble. <laughs> I think I think Corvallis PD had gotten me like two or three times because it didn't have headlights, and it's not legally street, street legal. 
yeah, so I'd be near, I think, Corvallis High School out near Dick, on Dixon Street. So oh, you're way off campus. I was a little bit, but yeah. not that far in a golf cart drive. <laughs> exactly. Morning, but the golf cart had a heater. So And I remember it had a heater and like walls, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It was, it was awesome. Rad. It was awesome. I'd, I'd roll that around. Um, I think the parking people somehow had a golf cart size boot and like would hit me with that because I would just park in front Did of Did you ever car. take a girl out on a date in the golf cart? I'd whip it around, but no. I would give yeah. people rides to their classes. Uh, okay, I nice. definitely had Actually, I definitely I think had some you, friends you were dating. Like, you were still dating mm-hmm. your, your current wife. I mean, you were, yeah. she was like a high yep. school sweetheart, right? Yep, yep. So I was, I was the golf cart. I was just trying to make friends with that one. Pretty that, much. that was awesome. I'd roll how, up, so I'd personal level, like how was your family? Family's great. Are they good? Family's real good. Um, yeah. Mom, dad, you know, still doing the same thing and living in the Bay Area, which is nice. Uh, so we get to see grandma? them a lot. How's grandma Sandy and grandpa Bill? Good, good. Still football fans and freaks, yeah. you know, they're, they're always big, big beaver fans. I still got a bunch of homemade Oregon State stuff from them. So funny story about your grandma is she, you know, follow Beaver Blitz. And so she reached out to me one day, like direct message or something. And said, hey, so you're up in Portland, right? And I said, well, in Sherwood, kind of, she's like, is that near Tualatin? And I said, yeah. So she's like, well, we're driving up that way. I'd love to meet you. So <laughs> let's meet at Starbucks Nyberg, at Nyberg, right there, you know, by the Old Navy. I'm like, perfect. So my kids were little then, but I loaded them in the car and she's like, bring your kids. So we head to Starbucks and I'm thinking, wait, I don't know Sandy Terryberry from, any, I have no idea, right? So I'm oh, standing- Oh, you see her, you'll recognize her though. Wait, exactly. But I'm looking around thinking she's there, but I beat her. Yeah. Got the boys some treats, and all of a sudden, this lady comes in. Dude, she had like buttons, Dylan Wynn buttons on her coat, and, and beaver stuff all over. Oh, I remember. Remember the buttons? Oh yeah, the buttons. She yeah. had she had a button. She had a button with me. Yeah. Pop Warner football. I think I think she even had like something like on the back of her jacket. I don't. It, she I I didn't have to guess who it was, but no. they were the sweetest, the sweetest people. And, and Bill like was going and buying the, the boys treats and picking them up by their ears and yeah. Oh, I remember the ear pickup. That's yeah, the ear yeah. pickup. Bill did that with my boys. They thought it was the coolest thing ever. So whenever I'd see them at games, I anyway, I love your family. They're great. I, I told Cody last week it was the Stanford game. I don't know if that was 2012, maybe 13, down in the Bay Area. And mm-hmm. we were there. Um, and your parents and Cody's parents were kind of having this tailgate out in the eucalyptus grove and I, I just it was a morning tailgate i remember they had like bloody marys and mimosas but like they had right. five boxes of donuts and they were just those they were feeding my boys they thought that was the coolest tailgate of all time because just boxed donuts Can't yeah these, the, donuts. the adults that we were at their tailgate they were giving them donuts <laughs> that mom and dad couldn't say no to it was that's it was awesome. awesome that's awesome yeah they've they're they're big fans and uh they haven't been able to come up to as many Canadian games, you know, across the border. So, which yeah. is funny because my grandpa's actually Canadian. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So that's actually a fun story too. Uh, my grandpa, so Bill Terryberry, yeah. Sandy's husband, um, is from Hamilton. And no way. This, yeah, and this was his team growing up. Oh and like, wow! So like his his dad used to take because the CFL has been around for over 150 years. Yeah, it's and, been forever. Yeah, and. Hamilton as a city is known we have probably the most insane 
fans, I would okay. say. Yeah. Okay. And they're diehard, diehard. We're an old steel town. Um, okay. And like Raider crazy fans or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would say, yeah, I would say we're definitely the Raiders of the, okay. for sure. Um, and I played for Toronto for the two years before last year and they're the rival. Okay. So that's like the Ducks. Yeah, but Toronto, yeah, no, exactly. Okay, so, so Toronto's, Toronto's kind of like the pretty team. Okay, you know, like okay. They have the most gray cups. Yeah. Um, they're a storied franchise, I'm not taking too much away from them, but they are the Argos, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but, but they are, they're like the Ducks. They're like the pretty boys. They're yeah. like the guys that's like, hey, this is, I got to make sure I look good before I get on this flight So for these photos, right? <laughs> and we're typically the guys that are just going to come in and punch you in the face. Okay. So it's, That's a better fit. That's a good fit for you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I fit in steel town. Uh, the, they call the city, the hammer. Okay. And, uh, well, that's I, you. <laughs> yeah. I definitely, I've definitely, I like to think I'm becoming a staple in the hammer. Uh, nice. I definitely, uh, I live downtown and <laughs> right on the uh, golf cart type thing. Uh, I didn't <laughs> have a, I didn't have a car because it was all the way out there and I really didn't need one. I'm like, I'm just going to get a bike and I'm just going to live in the middle of downtown in the city. <laughs> and so like I was in, man, this last year. It was How like, cold yeah, is it? Huh? Is it cold? Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. It's, so it starts hot and humid because it's on the east. But towards the end of the season, there's snow on the ground, like <laughs> a lot of snow on the ground. And I'm still biking. I got my hunting jacket on. Uh, <laughs> going to and from the city, but you meet so many people and yeah. Hamilton, like it's a city, but it's not like, it reminded me a lot of Corvallis where it's like, you can, if you stay in like a certain area, like I was downtown, downtown on the main street. Like I, I learned everybody. I, yeah. I met the businesses. I met the owners. I met, you know, the fans and just got the vibe of the city. And it was a lot of fun. That's it definitely sweet. reminded me of Corvallis, which was funny. Sweet. That's awesome. Well, hey, I don't want to take any more of your time, but seriously, I could talk to you for like days. We could, we totally need to get you back on with, we should get you with DVD. We should bring DVD on. <laughs> yeah. If you guys, you know, I'm, I'm more than happy to always be on. Thank you so much. I mean, you, you personally helped me out coming out of recruiting. I remember you were one of the first people that reached out to me on Oregon State when I committed to Oregon State yeah. and all that. And, it was uh, so fun. Yeah. I also, I still remember. So it's funny. Some of the funny memories that pop in my head when I'm kind of going through it, like, well, Malcolm Agnew, was he there when you were, so Malcolm yeah. actually had a funny quote one time. I remember talking to him and he committed, but then some other schools had come in the mix and I'll never, I was waiting for a practice to start. So I'm in Corvallis, like in my car talking to Malcolm Agnew. And I said, so you're getting these other offers and you're committed. Are, are you looking around? He goes, no. I mean, it's like having a girlfriend. I'm not going to look around when I, you know, I'm committed. <laughs> That's, that the most, that's the you. most Agnew quote I've ever heard. Yeah, I mean, it was so just like, he was so, by the way, but you, I caught you one time, and I think you were snowboarding up in Tahoe, and you were oh, in high school, so I don't know if it was like winter break or something, but I just remember you talking about you hated playing O-line because you didn't want to be associated with the fat kids. Yeah, yeah oh yeah, oh yeah, I have the same mentality, I still think of the O-line as fat people, Yeah. For sure. Yeah, so my son is now 12 and we were just talking to him last night about playing football again because he played a couple years ago and he was the pulling guard yeah and so he tells me so he'll be the younger he'll be a seventh grader next year and he's like i'll be the young kid and then there's all these eighth graders that are gonna be big and he goes mom i don't want to be a lineman but he's that kind of build he's 
He's like, I don't want to be a pulling guard. It's not fun. But Sherwood oh, runs the beer lie. and the wing tee. So that's I'm like, a lie. I'll send. I'll tell you what. After this, I'll send you a video, and you show him what a pulling guard can do in high school, and yeah. he'll love it. That's, like I said, because like I said our high school runs the wing tee kind of a veer. So yeah, the pulling so guard was, is. Yeah, huge. I was a guard. I was a guard in the veer, and uh, I mean, <laughs> those were some of the biggest hits I've had in my football career, yeah. even till now. I I smacked people out of guard. I, yeah. I had one game where I think I broke a kid's sternum. <laughs> Lakeland, Florida. Yeah. I, uh, I loved guard. Guard was yeah. a lot of fun. And playing O-line was great. Um, but that's me, me saying that they're fat guys. is more of me becoming a D-lineman. In that yeah, that time. mentality. You, know, you exactly. got to put yourself in that headspace. Yeah. For sure. that you're, yeah. I, and I have a newfound respect for all linemen because they're not fat kids. They're not the fat guys. I, a couple years ago, I got to work out with the doing a summer conditioning with the Beavers. Oh, that's fun! <laughs> and so I, you know, I'm old, but I like take pride that I lift weights. And I so the first part was in doing the um, actual weight stuff. And I'm mm -hmm. like, I do squats. I mean, I remember them putting on like just having the bar. I'm like, no, you can put some weights on. I can, I can squat. But then, so we did all the weight stuff, and I was okay with that. And then we had to go run, and they put us over with the O and D lineman. And I'm thinking, you know, it was like, I don't even know, 20 yards, but you had to do like, have like, do it in a certain amount of time. And then you did, did like you guys, six. You guys were doing the competitions and yes. stuff. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh Lord. They'll bring out the best of you. Yeah. No, I'm like, I couldn't even do it. I was like, okay. And the, you know, the linemen, I, I was like ready to puke. And yeah. yeah, I'm like, okay, no joke. The linemen are, they're big, but they're fit. They can. Oh, yeah. And that's, uh, I mean. That's the cool thing that, you know, uh, the normal person doesn't really get to see is, yeah, these guys might be 300-something pounds, but even when I was 300, I could chase down easily the average person. Yeah, sure. no, it's like, it's no joke. So um, I, I don't know if I could do it now. I, I've kind of been lazy in this whole quarantine thing, oh. baking a lot. I need to stop. <laughs> I, figure, I figure people are either going one way or the other. You're either enjoying, it's like, oh, I'm going to enjoy this time because I'm never going to have this much free time again. Yeah. Or, oh, I got to do everything because I'm never going to have this much free time again. What, what camp are you in? I overwork for sure. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, that's how I'm wired. That's how I've always been. So. Are, are you enjoying it? Oh, I love it. I okay. love it. I view it. Um, I'm kind of, lo I'm loving it because it's different. Yeah. Um, it forces you to adapt. It forces you to become better. It puts you in an uncomfortable situation. And, you know, you find out if you're going to be better or worse from it. Are yeah. You no, I, I, I've been one of the lucky ones too. I, did, I feel that it's kind of a, a blessing. We're never going to have this time. I have, I have a ninth grader and a sixth grader and, you know, I have to help them with school and things, which they're pretty self-sufficient, but um, no, it's, it's, it's this kind of weird feeling, but at the same time, you're like, you know, you're never going to have it again. Yeah, so it's like, I always view it like every everything that you experience, you can either view it as positive or negative. You yeah. Know? And to me, it doesn't help viewing it as negative. You know, me being pissed about sitting at home and quarantining all day, what's that's going to drive me insane. So, yeah. you know, I'm enjoying, hey, I get to spend, I'm not normally here half the year and I get to spend all the time with my wife while she's yeah. going through this. And, and, and how far along is she? Uh, we're due at the end of June. So we're okay. We're, we're third trimester, so. Okay. Oh, yeah. She needs you more than ever right now. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm doing a lot of cleaning for sure. <laughs> Perfect.
and just whatever she says, you just say yes. Mm. Oh, just I've do learned. it. This is this is year three of us being married. I've learned that one by now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going on. I'll be on year twenty in November. We hit twenty. Oh wow! Congrats. And I don't know if Eric still learned that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will, I will say it's always been super interesting because uh, Kat, my wife, typically stays here. She's a second grade teacher. Uh -huh. So for half the year, I would go up to Canada and she'll come up and visit every once in a while. Okay, but, but she stays home to part, teach. Yeah. And for the most part, to me, it was just like college. You get in, you lock in. Yeah. You're in for half the year, not worried about anything else. And then I come home. So um, it's awesome. been really cool. And I've been really lucky to be in the situation on it. Good. Well, enjoy that first baby. Honestly, I, um, I can't tell you just enjoy the snuggles because yeah. <laughs> I always thought it was my first. I thought, well, it's cool. Cause I, I knew I wanted a second and I thought, mm -hmm. Oh, that'll happen with the second, but the second you never get that same snuggles back because you no. always have the first that needs attention. Ah, so enjoy right. the I first. See. I see. Even if, yeah. So fall asleep, let him fall asleep on you. Do you know a boy or girl? No. So we wait. My whole family kind of waits. I nice. don't think it's not like, hey, you know, there's no special thing to it. It's my family's a bunch of degenerates and we like betting on it. No, but, but see, Dylan, this is, the, <laughs> this is the problem I had with that, though. If you wait, then everything you get in that baby's wardrobe is green and yellow. I'm good with yellow for now. Yeah, okay. Yellow's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but nothing <laughs> Well, green. thank you, um, Beaver fans. I hope you're enjoying these as much as I am. They're got me out of my little funk with no sport. So it's so fun to catch up with you, Dylan. Thank you so much for joining us and uh, keep us posted. Me. Take care, Dylan. Much.